Praise God. How are we doing down, Paul? Uh, love the support from the front row, but how are we doing this morning? So good to be in the house of God. We've had 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's been absolutely fantastic. In fact, today is day 21, and uh, I believe uh, Pastor Cheryl is lifting her hands up uh, because she can drink coffee officially. So <laughs> praise God for breakthrough. If you're waiting for a miracle, it's already happened. Coffee is happening. So uh, it is good. We've made it so far, and it's been powerful. It's been absolutely powerful. Uh, for those of you that have, uh, uh, that have been part of it, it's been powerful. And, and even uh, we've been lifting everybody. We've been believing that as, we, as we've been gathering that uh, many others would be impacted in a powerful way. And uh, I think it's going to be quite significant in Jesus' name. Well, you know, every now and then I have this um, thing where I hear a word in my spirit. And it's, it's literally a one-line message. Uh, and there are some messages that you, it's taught and you perceive it and you understand it. And there are other messages that's just caught. And, and this morning is a message that carries an impartation with it. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you, you know, it's given to you in seed form, but you don't see the fullness of it until you speak it. And so... Uh, you know, to, this morning will require your participation as part of it. It's our hunger, it's our response, it's our eagerness, uh, it's our abilities, it's our understanding, it's all of that together that makes it, makes it work. Is that cool? Praise God. Thank you for your approval. Let's read First Kings chapter 17. <laughs> so First Kings chapter 17 verse 1. Uh, hopefully it's going to come on the screen. First Kings chapter 17 verse 1. It says, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be a dew nor, nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him. I want you to remember those words. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Sherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it shall be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Verse 5. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. Now check out what it says in verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying. Another translation reads, the word of the Lord came to Elijah a second time. Everybody say a second time. Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell, amongst, uh, dwell there. See, I've commanded a widow there to provide for you. Over these last couple of days, I've been feeling this word resonate in my spirit. And the word is a second time. The word of the Lord came a second time. And I feel like God has sent me here to tell us, tell you this morning, that God has a word for you a second time. Regardless of how great the first time was, or how bad the first time was, He's a God that speaks a second time. He's a God of second chances, but He's also a God who speaks a second time. 
I think it's, you don't need a prophet to recognize the time and day we live in where so many of us have had mishaps, situations, to, uh, unfortunate turnarounds, COVID and the effects of that, and all sorts of things have come along the way where you might have started something maybe in 2019 or 2020 or 2021 and it first was good, but then somehow life just got messy and it just got taken away and it seems like you're neutral or you're in a place of paralysis, but I have a word for you this morning. It is the word of the Lord has come a second time. He's a God who speaks again. He's a God who speaks a new thing. He's a God that speaks a second time. Downpoint Church, open up your hearts, open up your spirit, because I believe I'm speaking right into where your situation is, because I believe our God has a word for you a second time. One more time, a God who speaks a second time. Talk about a marriage that had a great promise, a marriage that had something fantastic going, but something came along and stuff happened and situations and turnarounds and things that did not really the way it needed to go. But what I love is God still has a word a second time. Talk about a ministry that was fantastic and challenges and things came along the way and you're like, oh, where's God? What's happening? But then God comes along and there's a word the second time. What I love about God is once he speaks, he makes us go through a season. It's not always going to be all fruitful. It's not going to be always great. But then there's a word that comes a second time. By the end of this meeting, I really believe that you're going to fall in love with this message. The word of the Lord came a second time. I believe God is looking for people that he can have a conversation with one more time. A second time. Are you catching what I'm saying? A second time. The word of the Lord came a second time. Every now and then, we need that word from God. Thank you, God, for speaking before. But I love that you're speaking to me again. Over this course of 21 days, I've had week one, week two, week three of this season of prayer and fasting and consecration and sacrifice where there's been things that I've forgotten along the way and I feel like the word of the Lord came a second time. He's a God that speaks one more time. See, man will give up on you. Relationships might fall apart. Contracts may tear. Covenants may go. Mortgages may run dry. But God's word shall not return void because he's a God that speaks a second time. Come on. A second time God. He's a God that speaks a second time. Maybe you're like he's already spoken the second time. Uh, and, and it didn't work out that well the second time. But here's what I love about God. God does not just speak a second time. He speaks a third time. He speaks a fourth time. He speaks a fifth time. But what you need to understand is he's speaking one more time over the top of what he spoke before. The Lord that calls us, he's also going to speak to us a second time. I'm reminded of Isaiah. Prophet Isaiah says, those that wait upon the Lord shall rise up. What have we been doing over these last few days, over these last few weeks? We've been waiting on God in prayer and fasting. We've been putting aside distractions here on a Monday night, here on a Tuesday, here on a Tuesday morning, here on a Wednesday night, here on a Thursday morning, Thursday night, Friday night, Sunday. What are we doing? Those that wait upon the Lord shall rise up with wings like eagle. What is that? The second wave. That is, what is that, the second wind? What is that, a fresh touch one more time, a second time? He's a God that speaks the second time. He's a God that speaks the second time. 
And you got to understand, I believe in this season. This is such a relevant message because there's one season that's appropriate where God needs to speak. One more time, it's now. In fact, I want to give you permission to pursue God one more time. Maybe you're like, oh, God spoke and this happened and that situation came along and I do not know what I need to do now. I want to give you encouragement this morning to believe for God to speak one more time. God is not holding back. He's not saying, well, uh, you know, I spoke once and the data in heaven is very expensive, so I'm not going to waste any more transfer data because I spoke one more time. Maybe you lost information along the way, but what I love about our God is when we call upon his name, he will answer and he will show us great and mighty things that we did not know. And the word of the Lord is coming to you a second time. He's a God who speaks the second time. A God who speaks the second time. We've got instances through and through in the Bible. When I, 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 when I take a truth, a one-word truth uh, that I feel in my heart, I always want to affirm that with Scripture. And we read just this morning from the life of Elijah where God says to him, go to this brook where you're going to drink and I'm going to provide for you. And then it says, after a period of time, the brook dried up and the raven stopped coming. Now some theologians would look at that as Elijah being out of the will of God because the brook dried up. Some prophets would have a word. Maybe you did something wrong. Maybe you didn't fast enough. Maybe you didn't pray enough. Well, how can I, I mean, if God's giving me meat by the mouth of the raven, why should I fast? I'm a bit confused. But we can build theology around lack. But sometimes God allows a lack to come forth because he's positioning us for a fresh word. And the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to Elijah one more time. Go into this place. Go there. And some of you feel like you're stuck in transition because you feel like I've been obedient to this one word and it's supplied and it's taking care of me in this season. But it just feels like something is missing and I still love the Lord and I'm still walking with God. But why do I feel like things are falling apart a bit? Why do I feel like not everything is happening as promised. Maybe it's because God is repositioning you and he has a word for you a second time. He speaks to Elijah a second time. And, and, and you, you got to understand this because there's a drought happening in the times of Elijah. And God comes to him and says, in his word says, I need you to do this. Go by this brook and, and this is what's going to happen. But one thing leads to another, and he's just sort of like, God. And so many times I've found people that they start worshiping the God of, of the, they start worshiping the brook as opposed to the God of the brook. And sometimes God allows even what was feeding us to dry out. So we are reminded that we are held up not by the provision that he has, but rather the word that he has for us, which is why the Bible says that heaven and earth would fade, but his word will still remain. The second time word, the word of the Lord came a second time. There's a word that God has for you that he wants to get within you, that he wants you to be exposed to, that's going to hold you up a second time. So we read. I'm going to look through a bunch of examples in the Bible. I've been getting, I've been getting uh, very uh, mindful about just in these times of prayer, how God speaks to us. He reminds us. 
He, he takes us to those moments when we first got saved. He takes us to those places. Maybe for some of us, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, uh, 30 minutes ago, two years ago. It does not matter. He takes us to those places. And, and here's what I want to do this morning. I want to do, I want to do, I'm going to be a little bit uh, radical this morning because our team works very hard. And I know Christo is on the camera, and maybe he wants to stay on the camera because we need somebody on the camera. But I'm going to get Connor to come and sit in the front because Connor is at every service and every meeting. So we probably won't have any scriptures up, but you're all very spiritual. And just Google it. And so, Connor, just come and join us. Because I want even Connor to get this word a second time. I want even Connor to get this word a second time. So I just feel like, you know, so many times, so many times it's sort of like we've got these people that are faithfully serving and in and there. And at every, Connor's been literally there at every prayer meeting, setting up, setting up, setting up. And I'm just like, you know what? I want Connor. Connor is just hungry for God. And Connor is saying, God, I love you. And God's been speaking to him. But Connor, I just felt, even as I was sharing this, that God is saying, I want to speak a second time. I want to speak a second time to Connor. I want to speak a second time to Desire. I want to speak a second time to Jonathan. I want to speak a second time to Regan. I've got a word that's going to hold you for the second time. We're going to look at a bunch of different characters in the Bible where God spoke to them the second time. And you're going to find common ground with some of them. The second person I want to talk about is Jonah. Jonah chapter 3 verse 1, it shall not come on the, on the screen. I'm not even being prophetic. I'm just being specific. But this is what it says. Jonah chapter 3 verse 1, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. A second time. Now, let's talk about Jonah. What, who is, these prayer meetings I've been walking, this has been my prayer, prayer walk area. So I'm just going for a prayer walk as we preach. And, all right. Jonah, who's Jonah? Jonah is a prophet and God speaks to Jonah and tells him, I want you to go to Nineveh. And Jonah goes completely in the opposite direction. And he goes through all sorts of disasters, all sorts of situations, goes on the ship, gets shipwrecked, it's messy, it's crazy, the ship is about to sink. And they literally toss the guy out of the, out of the ship, you know, and then literally finds himself in this dry and dead place. He's disobedient, not been walking with God, totally in the, you know, you talk about like, like it's like, if you look at the map, you look at Nineveh and you look at Joppa, uh, where he was going, and, and then from there, Tarsus, rather. It's not like, it's not like God said go to Toowoomba and, and Jonah went to Ipswich. He's literally, he, you know, sometimes we can sin in the neighborhood of God's calling. This was like God said go to Toowoomba and Jonah went to Perth. <laughs> right? So he's totally out of, he can't even work up an excuse on, oh God, uh, I had a detour. It's like completely out of the will of God. And then in the middle of that, it says the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. You know, we would expect that if Jonah misbehaved, okay, Jonah, five days in the naughty corner, you know, two hours in detention, you know, right, I will follow Jesus all the days of my life 50 times. You know, all these different, what, what I love, what I love about, what I love about, what I love about Jonah is what I love about Jonah is that God speaks instantly. And, and, and I feel like there's some of us that feel like, oh, God spoke to me about doing this, but I didn't do this, and I don't know if God's going to speak again. Friend, I want to shake off that condemnation. 
I want to shake off that guilt. Now, if you're not living in God, if you're not living in Christ, yes, turn around. This morning, make a decision. Say, you know what? I'm going to get my life right with God. But now that you're getting your life right with God, don't need to sit in the back row. Don't need to be the, the you know, the per- oh, I don't know if anybody wants to talk to me. No, no, don't be that person because God wants to speak to you a second time. God still has an assignment. God still has a purpose. God still has a plan. God still has a dream for you. And I want to encourage you because some of us are like, oh God, before I was married, I did all these things for you, but now I can't do all these. And now we start blaming our marriages and we start blaming our relationships and we start blaming our kids. But in the midst of your marriage, in the midst of your kids, in the midst of every, in the midst of your chaos, God will appear and speak to you a second time. He's a God that speaks the second time. The word of the Lord came. A second time, the word of the Lord came to Jonah one more time. Got you, one more time. I knew you were going to say second time. I, I knew it, so I just said one more time. I love Charlie. He's my boy. So, <laughs> the word of the Lord came a second time. We're just having fun. I feel, I feel like youth camp vibes this morning. <laughs> the word of the Lord came a second time. You got Jonah completely walking in disobedience. And there are people in this room, you're like, oh, man. I did not listen to God when he said to me to do that. You know, God told me to go to that prayer retreat in Mount Tambourine in 1974. <laughs> and I just disobeyed and, you know, the boys were playing bingo at the RSL club. So <laughs> I thought I might as well go there. And next thing you know, it was, it was Filipino night. So everybody was singing karaoke and <laughs> I just lost the plot and never turned up to the retreat at Mount Tambourine. All my friends have been blessed. Hold, don't hold on to stuff like that. The word that God needed to speak to you at Mount Tambourine, He can speak to you this morning, right here, right now. He can speak to you a second time. He can speak to you a second time. He's a God that speaks a second time. We know we're the ones that hold on to the, we, a lot of times we say, oh, the devil's been playing dirty. No, we believe these lies. And then starts putting, we, I want to give you permission to stop imprisoning yourself from the guilt and the condemnation and the pain and the panic and the suffering and the things we put on ourselves. Yes, maybe we, 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 maybe we stuffed up, maybe things did not go in the right place, maybe this place we missed out. But what I love about the nature of God is he's a God that speaks one more time. He puts Jonah straight on the board, straight on course, straight into his plan, straight into his purpose. And what I love about God is, yes, my nature is flawed, my character is not, every, not everything, but God's word shall not return void. And if God has a word for you, he's got his way of of getting it to you the second time. God that speaks the second time. We've got Jonah, incredible story in the Bible where the word of the Lord came a second time. The next person that I think about is Moses. You got Moses. Moses was born in the most unconventional time. If you're born an Israelite boy, you're supposed to die. They're supposed to take you out and and, and his mother, for whatever reason, says, no, this boy is special. This kid is special. There's something about him. Moses was destined for greatness from the day he was born. And, 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 and what I love is he somehow ends up in the palace. 
You know what I'm talking about? Exodus 1, Exodus 2. He ends up in the palace. Of all the places, he ends up in the palace. Let me ask you the question this morning. Where was persecution coming from? It was coming from the palace. But God positions him at his place of persecution. See, so many of us are praying for persecution to go away. When God is saying, perhaps you need to step into that persecution. Perhaps you need to step into that conflicting situation because out of that, I'm going to nurture you. Out of that, I'm going to grow you. Out of that, I'm going to build you. Out of that, we're going to pray. Some of our prayers, the reason why God, the reason why God has not been answering some of our prayers, we're saying, God, I'm under so much spiritual attack. And yes, there might be spiritual attack, but God can even use the spiritual attack around you to produce what he needs to produce within you. He uses Moses in that environment, in an environment of conflict, in an environment of hatred. He protects Moses and exposes him to great, the greatest of love, the greatest of education, the greatest of training. And so Moses is raised up as his incredible leader. And Moses has his dream. Maybe there was a word. Maybe his mother told him. Maybe his sister told him. Maybe his brother told him, you're special. You're different. And Moses began to have this word within him. I'm supposed to deliver Israel. And so he has got this dream. And it's a dream from God. But then he acts on it prematurely, not without any real direction, not without any clarity. And then does all sorts of things that finds him in trouble that the next thing you know that he's running away to the wilderness because now he's a wanted man. He's gone from, he's gone from the heartthrob of Egypt to being the most wanted terrorist of Egypt. And so if there's anybody who would in that moment think, I am so out of God's will, it would be Moses. I mean, he's wanted. There's a death sentence. There's a warrant. There's a, there's a price for anybody that's going to capture this guy. And so he says, I'm done with people. I'm going to hang around with some sheep. And he's just hanging around. He's playing the safe game because people are difficult. They're intense. And, and so he's, he's now with the sheep and just sort of playing it safe. And I feel there are some that have abased ourselves from the call of God and settled for low in what is predictable and what is easy to manage, not knowing that God has a second word coming around the corner. Little did Moses know that one day as he's taking care of the sheep, the bush starts burning and the bush is not consumed. And as he looks at this bush, God starts speaking from the bush a second time. And he says, I need you to go. I've called you. The cries of my people. I've heard their, I've seen their tears. I've heard their prayers. I've heard their laments. And now I need you to go. And Moses now has gone from the most eligible leader to the most hesitant missionary. Before that, oh, you, I'm the most eligible because I could speak Egyptian and I could speak Aramaic and Hebrew. I could speak, I'm so eloquent. I've, I've been in Pharaoh's army. I know how to, you know, you know, ride a horse. I know how to take care of a team, whatever. And now, now, now Moses is like, I'm not sure if I can do this. And some of you feel that way. When you started out on the journey, you thought you were the most qualified to fulfill what's on God's heart. And now somewhere along the way, there's been some situations that's come along and you're like, it's not me. I can't do it. I'm not able to. No way. God can't use me. Here's why. 
And uh, by the way, while we're at it, I haven't had a conversation in a few decades and I talk more sheep than I talk human. <laughs> but then the word of the Lord came a second time. And I feel this morning as I'm speaking, as I'm seeing, even in my spirit right now, that I feel like there's a flame that's in this room over people's heads saying, I want to speak to my children a second time. There are many that have disqualified themselves. There are many that have pulled themselves out. There are many that have sort of walked away, but no, I want to speak to them a second time. Some of you know incredible evangelist Tim Hall. You might have heard great stories of him, but we had Tim in our church a few years back and he shared a story that he doesn't share a lot publicly. And it was just one of those nights he was talking to us as leaders and, um, and, and, and he was sharing about how he was the pastor at a church. He was the 2IC at this church and God was using him. And, but he got so focused with, with the ministry and stuff that his wife was just not happy. And eventually one day the wife just left him. And in a moment, he lost his marriage. You know, the, the dynamics with the kids were confusing and he lost his ministry. Back in the day, the moment that happens, regardless of who's at fault, your credentials get canceled. And so here is Tim, you know, thinking that he had lost everything, thinking that he'd lost all this church leadership and all the things that were there and, and goes up this mountain to paint and he's painting and crying out to God saying, oh God, I'm just going to now paint and sell paintings and that's how I'm going to live. That's going to be my livelihood. And as he's painting, God starts speaking to him again. He starts seeing visions of crowds and he's like, why am I seeing crowds? I mean, uh, I'm never going to see a crowd like that again. But he's seeing crowds bigger than he's ever seen in his own church. It's like, why am I seeing these big crowds? He's not even seeing a venue or a hall like this. He's seeing stadiums. Little did he know that God was speaking to him a second time. That was the defining moment where God called him into international ministry. And the rest is history. And I feel there are people in this room that have disqualified themselves because of some circumstances that may be not even in your own control, but you're just going, you know what? It's too difficult. It's too hard. And you're up on some random mountain away from people, just like Tim and just like Moses. We all have our hiding spots. For some, it's a mountain. For others, it's PlayStation. <laughs> For some, it's, you know, it's a hobby. And it's a hobby. Hobbies are great. But what I love is even in, even in the middle of that, God can speak a second time. He can speak a second time. I just feel this message is so prophetic. I feel even as I'm looking at your faces, you're, something's resonating in your spirit. There's resistance because you're like, no, 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 Alwyn, you do not know I'm disqualified. But shake that off this morning. Yes, you are disqualified. But God's Word qualifies you. God's Word is your qualification. Yes, we don't deserve any of that. But He has a Word and He has a promise for you. A promise and a great future for you and me. A Word that says no. I'm going to speak to my child a second time. Moses, God speaks to him a second time. God speaks to Pastor Tim a second time. And then you've got another character in the Bible called Samuel. Great leader, incredible man of God. 
and, and he's leading the people and the nation of Israel comes to him and says, we need a king. Every other nation has a king. Why don't we have a king? We want to have a king. It's the, the, the logo of a king is better than the logo that you have, Samuel. The crown looks really good, you know. We want to take Instagram photos. We want a king. So, so Samuel's like, no, no, king's not a good idea. No, no, we want a king. So then finally Samuel's like, okay, we're going to give you a king. He prays. God says Saul is going to be the king. He anoints Saul as the king. Well, it turns out that Saul was okay, but doesn't turn out to be the greatest king. And so now Samuel is living in rejection where he's like have I misinterpreted God's calling have I misinterpreted God's voice and there are some of you in this room that's blaming yourself not for your character flaw but for somebody else's you know and I'm preaching now I'm preaching close to my heart because there's souls that I raised there are people that I anointed even in the six years of this church there's people I had dreams for people that I took on trips together dream together and then as things went and whatever happened I became like Samuel saying oh I misheard God because God's never wrong I'm wrong and 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 there was a moment that Samuel had in 1st Samuel 16 it says and the word of the Lord came to Samuel again how long will you grieve for Saul for I have found somebody else to be the king of Israel and I feel like I want to speak to people this morning. How long are you going to grieve for somebody else's mishap? How long are you going to grieve for somebody else's decision? How long are you going to grieve for something else that happened? Because God is saying, I want to fill. In fact, I love the language God says to Samuel, fill up your horn with oil. In other words, he was saying, get another anointing. Get a touch of heaven. Get the Spirit of God in you. There's more oil that I have for you. Fill your cup, which tells me that Samuel was walking around with an empty cup. <laughs> Here's the thing about a cup. A cup looks like it's filled with something, only you know it's empty. And so many of us have been in church services, walking around, oh, here's me with my anointed cup, here's me with my anointed cup. There's nothing in there apart from grief and regret. And, and oh, I heard God wrong, so I'm not going to pray for anything. I'm not going to pray for anybody. I'm not going to believe in anything because I don't believe in myself anymore. But God says to you this morning, God says, He says, how long are you going to grieve? For I have found the next thing because I'm speaking the second time. The word of the Lord came a second time. Come on down, poor church, rise up. Rise up to a new place. I want to prophesy over you. Rise up to a place where you're going to believe for a second time. He's a God that believed in you, in us, in me a second time. And He's calling you towards a second time. He's giving you a new word, a second word. The word of the Lord came a second time. The last character that I want to talk about is this guy in the Bible called Hezekiah. Hezekiah, great king, but then is found with the disease and literally gets a report, not from the doctor, but from Isaiah himself. He says, you're about to die. Hezekiah starts crying and praying, saying, oh no, I don't want to die. And literally as Isaiah, is a, he didn't leave the building. The word of the Lord came a second time to Isaiah saying, turn back to King Hezekiah and say, I'm about to extend his life 15 more years. You know, I don't know if you know the story of Leah. Leah's testimony is very connected to her dad. 
But when Leah was 19, her dad, while he was in his mid-50s, had two, had, had two heart attacks. It was the craziest thing. He's having a heart attack. In the middle of that heart attack, here's another one. It's unheard of. It's like a rare thing. And was literally put on his deathbed. And, and Leah just didn't really have a relationship with God, but started crying out to God. Crying out to God. And the death sentence was spoken. This is what's happening. Get ready. Literally, the doctors were like, make arrangements. He is fading off. He's fading off. And Leah starts crying out to God. And it was almost like there was this moment that God, the word of the Lord came a second time. And that was on the 3rd of March, 2003. Her dad's still alive, able to see a kid, his kids married, able to see his grandkids. The word of the Lord came a second time. There are some people in this room, you received a report from the doctor. You received a report from the specialist. But I, I want to speak over your health that God has a new word for you. A word that speaks a second time. He's a word that the word that's gonna override the word that was spoken. He's gonna, it's a word that's gonna override what has been declared over you. A word that's spoken a second time, a second time, a second time. I want to encourage you this morning. I want to speak to you. I want to say, He's a God that speaks a second time. And I believe, you know, when you preach a message like this. You do God a disservice if you don't make room for God to speak a second time. It's like how was church? Great. Theoretical lesson about speaking a second time. God speaks a second time in an atmosphere of surrender. He speaks a second time in an atmosphere of worship. He speaks a second time in an atmosphere where people's hands are lifted up and saying, God, I need you to speak. God, I need you to speak. And here's what I want us to do. I want to take a moment right now. I want you to stand up right now across this room. And I just want you to just lift your hands up. And I just want you to just allow God to speak to you a second time, a second time. See, it's not necessarily that you'll get a word. I'm not saying everybody's needing to necessarily going to get a message. But what begins to happen is, is that something comes along, a vision, a pr the presence of God, a touch of, it could be anything that, 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 that would just come into your spirit. So Father, right now, every hand is up. As you've been moving in this place. And Lord, this place is filled with prayer. From 21 days, there's an atmosphere here. We're not asking for an atmosphere. There's already an atmosphere. I just want to partner with the prayer that's gone up already from this, in this room. And Lord, right now, I just pray for heaven to come down in this place. For people to experience the tangible presence of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're able to pray in the Spirit, just lift your voices and start praying in the Spirit. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you're a God that speaks the second time. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let there be freedom. Let there be freedom. Let there be freedom. Let there be freedom. Let there be freedom now. Lord, I just set people free from condemnation. I set people free from guilt this morning. Lord, I just declare freedom in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for freedom. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Let chains be broken. Let addictions be lifted. Let disobedience be gone. Let condemnation be removed. Let regret and grief be taken away. Let reports that we've 
bought into that we've agreed with be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Oh, Father, come on, just pray for a moment. Oh, Father, thank you for a word, a word that speaks a second time. Word that speaks a second time. Word that speaks a second time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Rama Oh, Father, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. A word that speaks a second time. Oh, Father, a word that speaks a second time. A fresh word. A touch of heaven. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, a word that speaks a second time. Second time word in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, Jesus, Lord, I just declare fresh touch from heaven. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for breakthrough. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Oh, let the oil be filled one more time. Let the cup be filled one more time. Come on, come on. Today is your day. Today is your day. This is your hour. In the name of Jesus, let there be a filling right now in Jesus' name. Let there be an overflow right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Oh, Lord, we honor you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, don't stop praying. God's not done. We got another 15 minutes at least, I think. We got another 15 minutes. I feel like God wants to break some things in this place. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, shakarabo shainterabo. Father, I just thank you for breakthrough, for breakthrough, for breakthrough, for breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for breakthrough. Lord, we thank you. You're a God of the breakthrough. You're a God that changes things. You're a God of the miraculous. Lord, I thank you for breakthrough. Chains are being broken in Jesus' name. Oh, those things that you've been believing for, but it feels like you're being held back, held back. Oh, Lord, and this morning I break things that are holding you back in Jesus' name. Oh, you've got desires in your heart to be used of God, but you're like, how can God use me? Who am I? Lord, I thank you that you're calling her to new things. I thank you you're calling her to new things. Lord, I just declare in the name of Jesus that you make a way where there seems to be no way. Thank you, Father. We worship you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Come on, church. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. 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 The Word of the Lord came one more time. Son, the Lord says, I haven't forgotten you. You're not kept in the back row. You're not forgotten. Don't be disappointed. Don't hold yourself back. I'm with you. I'm your God. I will supply your need. This morning I'm praying for a transference of the weight and the weariness that you've been feeling, even physically on your body, but more in your mind to be lifted off. Father, thank you for your presence. Just lift your hands up right now. Father, right now, Lord, as I lay my hands on you, you're going to sense the power of God. You're going to sense the presence of God. Lord, release your power in Jesus' name. Lord, Father, over this whole row, touch him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. How are you doing, champion? You too. What's your name? Can I pray for you? 
Father, I thank you for Crystal. It's not by accident that she's here. I thank you, God, that you're destined for her to be here. Lord, right now, I pray for the word of the Lord to come a second time, a second time, a second time, a fresh touch over her, Lord. A fresh touch, Holy Spirit. You know what she's been through, the pain. You know, it's amazing how you've got such a smile on your face, regardless of the pain that you've been through. He's close to the brokenhearted. He's close to you. You're not far from God. God's not far from you. He's near. He's near. He's near. He's near. He's near. So I just pray, Lord, for that nearness to be strengthened, for the revelation to be spring forth in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Lord, I just thank you for your presence. Lord, we worship you, Lord. Come on, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Father, we worship you, Lord. Let the Word of the Lord speak to you. Even right now, don't wait for me to pray for you. Let God speak. Lord, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord, a second time. Speak to me, Lord. Direct my path. Direct my ways. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just pray for your Word to be released. Lord, as He's going through all the things that He's going through, it feels like this connection to the old you, but you know that God's calling you to a new you. And there seems to be a disconnect and there seems to be a, a, this, this, this battle. But Father, this morning, that battle's been won. We thank you, God. That battle's been won in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands up. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, release your power. Release your presence. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you are here. Thank you, God, that you are near. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, Jesus, we honor you, God. We honor you, God. You're a God who speaks the second time. A God who speaks the second time. Thank you. You know, sometimes in meetings like these, we want to just rush it. And I just want to break that. You know, I mean, it's not you. It's us that created timesheet, run sheet. But just, sometimes it's in these moments. You know, you come to a service. It's that 15-second moment where God just downloads a word. And I just never want to come in the way of what Holy Spirit wants to do. So let's just, let's just give Him just a little bit more room, just for a few more seconds. Just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. It might be a vision. It may just be an impartation. It may just be a touch of God. And that could be the seed of the Word for the second time. That could be the seed of that Word. Father, we thank You. We thank You. We thank You. Just like You spoke to Elijah. Just like You called Moses. Just like You called Samuel. Just like You had a second word for Hezekiah. Lord, we come to you. Speak to us. Speak to us. Speak to us. Lord, faith comes by hearing the word. We need that word. Holy Spirit, Jesus, you said, my sheep hear my voice. Lord, we are your children. We are your children this morning. And Lord, just thank you that your voice is resonating in this room. The people are being refreshed in this room right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, God.